0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Fastener Talk, presented by Fastener and Fixing magazine. I am the host and editor Will Lowry, and the Watson to my homes is my brilliant deputy editor Claire Aldridge.
1: I was wondering when that one was going to come up. These just get better and better every podcast, don't they? How are we going to start this issue then?
0: Well, similar to our last review podcast, rather than some pointless back and forth, I think we should give some insight into the latest issue in just one sentence. This time, I will go first, and my sentence is design for disassembly. What's yours?
1: Oh, I like it. Um, A rather ambiguous made in Taiwan.
0: Wow, I wonder if people are going to be able to guess what section you are referring to. Anyway, let's get on with the review, shall we? As always in industry news, we have the latest acquisitions and financial reports from companies within the industry. I know that a lot of people will be interested in developments regarding the current anti-dumping investigation into imports of certain iron or steel fasteners from the People's Republic of China. However, so far there has been no developments, although the European Commission has now set the 21st of August as the latest date for it to announce provisional measures. Pre-disclosure of the Commission's intentions must be made four weeks prior to the date, so the latest something should be announced is the 20th of July. However, these are latest dates, so the announcement could come sooner. To ensure that you are kept up to date with the latest information, subscribe to Fastener and Fixing Magazine's newsletter, which is used to send out breaking news within the industry, as well as bi-monthly emails on the latest developments within fasteners. To do so, simply visit fastnetandfixing.com and sign up at the top of the page.
1: And it's not just that one article that we have on anti-dumping, we also have another one, don't we?
0: Yes, whilst there is nothing from the European Commission on anti-dumping, we do have an article from Deutsche Schraubenverband, the German Association for Manufacturers of Mechanical Fasteners, which looks at the current factors impacting the sector, including the potential for anti-dumping tariffs and what they would mean for German manufacturers as well as European manufacturers as a whole.
1: Whilst there's no new developments on anti-dumping, this July issue is being used to launch a brand new fastener business across Europe, Aramfix. In its simplest form, Aramfix is a worldwide database of fasteners and it aims for customers to have the simplicity of ordering from one vendor, but behind the scenes they will actually reap the benefits of a 100 companies' stock. So for the July cover story Martin Verken CEO of Aramfix explains why he launched the company and where he thinks the business can position itself within the fastener supply chain.
0: With all the factors influencing the market over recent months it is certainly nice to hear about a new business and how it is looking to develop.
1: Yeah, definitely. And whilst I rather ambiguously, I think you'd agree, told you at the beginning of the podcast, our big feature that you've been working on is Made in Taiwan. Now, whilst you couldn't go out to Taiwan again and personally visit the factories this year, what can we expect, Will?
0: For our special Made in Taiwan feature, we invited our Taiwanese media partner, Fastener World, to provide some information regarding the current situation within Taiwan, as well as how faster companies have been impacted. For instance, when the COVID-19 outbreak first happened, Taiwan was one of the leading countries in the world in its approach. After being impacted by SARS in 2003, the country was well prepared for such a pandemic and was able to react quickly to the COVID-19 virus. This saw it initially have significantly less cases than most countries in 2020, even without going into a national lockdown. Whilst there was a surge in cases around May this year, this now seems to be under control and the country is confident it will continue to see economic growth for 2021. In addition to an overview of the current economic situation, Fastener World also supplied some analysis on the financial reports for leading Taiwanese fastener companies and how they have been impacted by the pandemic.
1: But it's not just this. We also have some articles submitted by individual manufacturers.
0: That's right. And what is clear is that Taiwanese manufacturers have certainly been active in continuing to develop their products, capabilities and markets over the last 18 months. For instance, a number of them have been working on certifications such as achieving the C1 and C2 seismic certification. A lot have also been expanding facilities and investing in machinery, especially when it comes to automation and further guaranteeing quality. Finally, there have been a lot of new products introduced by Taiwanese manufacturers.
1: The feature is definitely a good read, and it's certainly interesting to see what's happening within the Taiwanese market. And as you said, there's a heavy theme of quality production. Perhaps now is a good time to bring in your favourite time. Sorry, everybody's favourite time. The editor's pick... Maybe we need a jingle.
0: I mean, it is the thing everyone has been waiting for. Maybe we should invite (laughs) listeners to send some jingles in for us. Yes. My editor's pick this issue is within Exhibitions, which has not included the most positive news over the last few months. However, Mac Brooks Exhibitions has announced Fastener Fair Connect, a brand new digital event which will take place from the 17th to the 18th of November 2021 and will complement the existing live shows. We have a special preview of what to expect from the new digital event, as well as an exclusive interview with Liliana Gzajewski, apologies for the pronunciation, on behalf of the organisers, Matt Brooks Exhibitions, who talks about what exhibitors and visitors can expect from the event.
1: It certainly sounds like an interesting platform to be part of, and it's going to be great to see it develop. It's nice to have some positive news for a change to fill our exhibition pages. Now let's just give you a break Will, and a breather, and let everybody know what I've been working on this issue. As always I've been working on the features for the magazine, this includes our light duty fixings feature, our sockets and wrenches feature, our nuts, washers and locking systems features, as well as our tooling dies and punches feature in the manufacturing technology section. I feel like I've said feature a million times there, but within the manufacturing technology section we have an article from global tooling supplier Arno about its new Arno cooling system for metal cutting. The company explains that when metal cutting, one of the main tasks is to cool the tool and cutting zone efficiently, which is quite a challenge, therefore Arno's cooling system feeds coolant directly to the cut point via the top and the bottom. Another section I've been working on is the automotive feature. We've got a number of articles outlining what fasteners are best used in automotive applications. This includes one from adhesive specialist Taser who outlines how it's been working together with Porsche for hole coverings in car bodies. The pair have replaced the traditional manual plug-in process with a sealing patch applied by a robot. To add to that, A. Raymond Automotive discussed how it worked with a customer to design a new C-clip as part of a truck's diesel exhaust fluid system, as well as an article from manufacturer Hauco Europe, who explains how its hook and loop fasteners are being sold into the automotive industry.
0: We've already given away what you were talking about at the beginning of the podcast and now this might give away what I was talking about but in application technology we have an article from Peter Standring, Technical Secretary at Industrial Metaforming Technologies, which focuses on product disassembly and why it should become more of a focus for industries in the future and also whether it is the keystone in being able to achieve a carbon neutral future. Uh,
1: following on from this, a section that w- I've not spoken about on the podcast for a while is the management and system section and the final feature that I've been working on this issue the warehouse and inventory management feature includes an article from Alex Mills sales and marketing director at Prosku who discusses the world of warehouse management for smaller and growing e-commerce businesses he looks at when is the right time to invest in a warehouse management system and what the benefits can be to a business. And I'm sure you'll agree it's an interesting topic for the market at this moment.
0: It certainly is. is. Is that everything?
1: Obviously, that's not everything. We have a lot of other articles in the edition, but we don't want to ruin the surprise.
0: That's true. I also think that instead of made in Taiwan, you should have had call the tool as your sentence, but maybe we'll work <laughs> on that for next time. Okay.
1: Well, if you're going to spring these things on me uh, right when we're recording the podcast, then that is what's going to happen.
0: I mean, you should prepare better. Okay, in that case, all that is left to say is I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for listening to Fastener Talk. And if you really enjoyed it, please don't forget to rate us on whatever podcast platform you use so that we can reach new listeners who are interested in fasteners. Thank you, Claire.
1: Thanks, Will.